Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Line is muted. Only the host can unmute your line. Raise your hand using star 2 so the host knows when you want to speak. Unmuted.
When a storm surge rises uh, by five feet in such a short amount of time, what kind of damage can it do at that stage? There are a couple of risks from the storm surge. One is simply the water rises, and unfortunately, most of the lives lost in hurricanes are lost because of storm surge. People drown in the surge. But in addition to the water rising to those very high uh, levels, there are waves that go on top of that, and that's where the power comes from. That's what can knock down structures, and that's why largely for storm surge, uh, we expect that people will evacuate and hopefully they all have from the coastal area. We know that this storm is tiptoeing. I mean, it's creeping along the Carolina coastline. How does that change how damaging the storm surge will be? Do you expect there to be a specific time and hour of the worst storm surge, or will it be spread out over the next 24 to 36 hours here? It's actually going to be both. It's going to be bad for another day and a half, but there will be periods where it will be worse, and that's going to be at times of high tide. The next high tide for the area along the Carolina coast is going to be around 11 p.m., give or take, and so that's when the water levels will be even higher. And then 12 hours later will be the next high tide, and 12 hours after that. And you're right, because it's just tiptoeing along, there's the forecast, very slow movement. We're going to go through several tide cycles with this high storm surge. What do you attribute this very unique and unusual storm track to? Was it just the high-pressure systems that didn't give it anywhere else to go? Was it the, the warmth of the waters off the coastline? No, it's what, what's going on in the atmosphere. The waters do fuel the, the hurricane, but um, it's just the configuration of the various uh, wind and pressure systems in the atmosphere. It's different for every storm. In this particular case, we have a storm that has stalled now, or close to stall, down to five miles per hour in its forward speed. That happens on occasion, usually though it's out at sea. In this case, what makes it so unusual is, is that it's occurring right at the coast, and that's what's making it so much worse for not only the coast, but the inland area. So it seems as though, according to your map and track, we just need to get to midday Saturday. Is that really the, uh, the point at which you expect things to turn around? And we can... by, mid, by midday Saturday, the winds will likely be down. But again, it's the water that's been the biggest problem and, and will be. And so again, we're talking about the storm surge, which is gonna go through several more tide cycles. But even beyond that, we have the rainfall, and this rainfall is going to be occurring over a multi-day period. Most of South Carolina and North Carolina, some of Virginia, will have at least five inches of rain. Large area here in Orange, five to ten inches of rain. Some areas, ten to fifteen inches of rain. That's going to accumulate over the course of the next two to three days, so all the way through the weekend. So along the coast, conditions are getting worse now. They'll be at their worst probably tomorrow but the rainfall is going to spread inland and continue for, for a couple of days beyond that. The wind, the storm surge, the rain, it really is a one, two, three punch here for the next 36 hours. Ed Rappaport, thanks for that uh, insight and breakdown. We appreciate it. Okay. Hurricane Florence has hardly begun, but scientists are already planning for the next major storm. CBS Evening News anchor Jeff Glor explains. To Sean Waugh, research scientist for NOAA's National Severe Storms Laboratory, hurricanes like Florence are a huge opportunity. We've been down here for a couple of days, so we've kind of looked around and have a couple of good spots in mind. Waugh's job today was to launch high-tech weather sensors attached to balloons right into the middle of Florence. Sean Waugh, I'm Jeff. Good to meet you. We caught up with him at Wilmington Airport, not far from the Carolina coastline, as he prepared for liftoff. Florence hurts a lot of people when it makes landfall here. 
but it potentially helps with the next hurricane. It does. Every bit of data that we collect helps in the future. We got the chance to launch a balloon ourselves. Jeff, I get you to hold that. First, inflation. Then, all right, three, two, one, blast off. So how high is that going to go? I've had them go as high as 120,000 feet before. It's to the point where it pops. What's the goal in all of this? Looking at you know where the peak winds are, where they occur at the ground, and how that relates to damage, how the environment changes as it moves onshore, transitioning from a hurricane all the way down to a tropical depression. The whole picture is based on what we're after. That was our CBS Evening News anchor Jeff Glore reporting. Now, movement between the north between North Carolina's Outer Banks has been all but halted as many parts of the only road that connects the islands were closed by authorities on Thursday. Some places on Highway 12 were shut down by the North Carolina Department of Transportation. The extreme flooding from Hurricane Florence made the road just too dangerous to pass. You can see it there. CBS News correspondent Mark Strassman is in Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Crashing storm surge has already flooded this barrier island neighborhood with a river of fast-moving water, knocking down walls and wrecking houses. Storm surge in Avon rushed between homes. In Carolina Beach, the roads are more suited for boats than cars. On Cape Hatteras, sand dunes are like minor speed bumps, barely slowing down rising tides. With a mandatory evacuation order, all these houses should be empty. But a local police chief estimated 25% of residents here will ride out the storm at home. When you see the waves get this close, make you nervous? No. 71-year-old Dick Thompson, a lifelong resident here, is a hurricane holdout. We're going to have a surge problem. There's no way to avoid it. CBS News correspondent Mark Strassman joins us now from Kitty Hawk, North Carolina. Mark, we can see the waves crashing behind you. Just describe the conditions where you are right now. Well, think of it this way, Earl. If, uh, if this hurricane was a spear, we're feeling the tip of that spear. Uh, I'm getting blown around pretty, uh, pretty well here. We've already had a tropical uh, storm conditions. Uh, up and down the uh, Outer Banks, for instance, in Cape Hatteras, which is about 65 miles south of here, they've had uh, winds of 67 miles per hour and waves of almost 30 feet off, uh, off the island. Uh, that is uh, significant. And remember that this is just the beginning of it. This is the front edge of uh, Florence. And so there are lots of folks who have either left the inlet or decided to hunker down and, and ride it out who now are going to get a real sense of just how bad this is going to get. Uh, there's going to be a high tide in a couple hours. Uh, this will come charging up probably to where I'm standing, and that will again remind people that there are some real stakes here. And further south of here, which may get it worse than this part of uh, the Outer Banks, the northern Outer Banks, further south from here, they're really going to start to feel it. Now, there was a mandatory evacuation order in the Outer Banks, and I can remember when Hurricane Matthew was bearing down and I was there, some people decided to stay as part of the beach-loving culture, and that's despite the dangers. What did you learn from those who were deciding to ride this storm out? You know, it's funny. I, I asked uh, the local cop uh, police chief here who uh, said, okay, how many people in your town of 3,000 are going to stay put? And he said about 25%. A lot of them are older, retired, in, in some cases vulnerable. If something uh, a bad storm comes along, he's really going to keep an eye on that. So that gives you a sense of the challenge for local law enforcement, too. The holdouts, by and large, believe, you know, in some cases they've always ridden out these hurricanes. 
They think that they're going to be uh, just fine. In some cases, they believe, and this is not completely inaccurate, that if they head inland, they could end up in a worse situation. A worse situation could be, for instance, if the, if the hurricane follows them inland, or they run out of gas, or they can't find a hotel room because they don't have a place to stay. There are multiple challenges, multiple levels of challenges that go with a, a mass evacuation like this. And by uh, Dare County estimates, this is Dare County, but Dare County estimates, uh, 300,000 people left this island in the last 72 hours. That's a lot of folks heading inland as part of a, a more mass migration of a million and a half people who've uh, fled inland up and down the East Coast. So there are lots and lots of challenges here, and the people who believe that their better option is to stay put, they have to hope that uh, by rolling the dice that they, uh, they're, they're rolling it well. And there is a risk, of course, when that storm surge, if it does uh, get to the uh, heights expected, it could completely wash out some of the few roads in and out of those areas. North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper warned of the effects of Florence on Thursday. Let's take a quick listen to what he had to say. Plan to be without power for days. Understand that the rain may last for days and not hours. And this may be a marathon, not a sprint. It sounds like his point is that for some folks who write that, this out, Mark, they could be alone. They could be alone. And the fact is that uh, even people who fled inland, I mean, this hurricane is going could conceivably be a siege long after the storm itself is gone just because of the impact that it leaves behind, the destruction it leaves behind, the disruption it leaves behind in terms of uh, power outages and so on, roads washed away. Uh, this could be a crisis for North and South Carolina that goes on well after uh, the hurricane has come and gone. And that is going to be a formidable challenge for local communities like this one uh, in the days and potentially in the weeks ahead. Yeah, it could be a long few days ahead for the folks there. Mark Strassman, thank you very much. Of course. Both at North Carolina will see some of the strongest effects of Hurricane Florence. David Begnard is there. We have felt wind gusts of 70 miles per hour, but we've been told to expect gusts up to 90. So far, six inches of rain have fallen, but again, they're predicting about 18 inches. Geez, the wind is starting to really pick up. I would say just after 7 o'clock Eastern, things went from bad to hellacious, quite frankly. Uh, we've actually come in. I was standing near that tree for the TBS Evening News live shot, and I came forward just a bit because I wasn't able to visually see. And so for safety, we moved forward, and I'm standing between two walls. Uh, which are giving us a little bit of cover. So we're at a condominium complex where the power has gone out. Our rooms are on the second floor in case you worry, so we're in a good place, about 100 feet off the ground. This is Beaufort, North Carolina. Roughly 4,000 people live here. It's a small community. It is under a mandatory evacuation order, but some people did decide to stay, and for those who stayed, they've been told that there's a dusk-to-dawn curfew. But i got to tell you, even without a curfew, I can't imagine anyone wanting to stay in this area anyway. Errol, we are on Radio Island in Beaufort, North Carolina, and the storm surge here could hit six feet. That's about as tall as I am. So far, six inches of rain, maybe seven, but we're told there could be 18 to 19 inches by the time it's all over. And listen, the storm's not expected to make landfall for another 12 hours, and already, already, it looks like the eye of Florence is here, but not yet. we got a while to go. Errol? David, no, thank
No, thank you for that. Now, officials in North Carolina are urging residents at this stage not to let their guards down as Hurricane Florence approaches. The storm is bringing sustained winds of 110 miles per hour. It could also bring a storm surge of up to 15 feet in some areas, which is just incredible. And in addition to that, dump up to 30 inches of rain. Adriana Diaz met one man in Jacksonville, North Carolina, who decided to ride out this storm on the water is what he told us. So you're worried that if you left your boat alone, it would get destroyed? Correct, correct. We, that's one thing uh, us captains don't do. We don't run for the hills. We uh, like to stay with our assets, you might as well say. But this is a life-threatening storm. This could cost you your life. Yeah, it could, but, uh, you know, when you're uh, when you're a licensed captain, you're experienced for these kind of problems, you know, situations. So you, uh, you just stick with your boat. I imagine a lot of people are telling you not to do this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A few people told me I was crazy, but like I said, this ain't my first rodeo. I've done this before. And Adriana Diaz joins us now from On the Waters there in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Adriana, does Captain James have any experience in conditions like this? Errol, he does. He said he has done this before. He said, quote, this is not his first rodeo. He rode out Hurricanes Fran. Floyd and Bertha all on a boat. He's a tour boat captain, so he owns tour boats. His other tour boats are out here also anchored. He just wants to be close to those boats so he can keep an eye on them. He plans to steer this yacht uh, into the storm to keep it steady as the winds are blowing away, uh, direct it so that it can be as steady as possible. Otherwise, the boat's really on its own. It's got anchors that are down, uh, but he's worried that that may not be enough. And Adriana, this is an incredible shot because we can see even the birds in the you having a tough time fighting against the wind. Does the captain that you've been speaking to have a plan if conditions get much worse and become life-threatening? He said if it's unbearable, if it's life-threatening, he's just going to come out here, jump in the water, and swim to shore. But he's pretty confident that it's not going to get that bad. I said, you're willing to swim through hurricane waters. He said he'll do whatever it takes, and he says that he uh, is pretty good at floating. And uh, we wouldn't advise, of course, anyone to, to take that same risk, but, you know, that, that's his uh, prerogative. You are on the, the New River in Jacksonville. Just describe what conditions are like there now and how it's changed over the past few minutes. Errol, we've been here all day, and things really took a turn over the past few hours. The sky got darker. The wind started picking up. The rain started coming in sideways. It wasn't even raining, really, until midday today. Uh, we did our morning live shots without wearing this jacket. Uh, I didn't have to put this on until this afternoon, uh, the whole time I've been out here in North Carolina. But things have certainly changed, and we're starting to see the signs of a hurricane. The bands of wind start coming through fiercely every few minutes and it's like someone turns a switch on or something and suddenly you really just get hit with the power of the wind and that's when you have to just grab onto something and and bear down but um things are changing we are expecting the conditions to be worse worse overnight uh but for now the captain who's inside pretty dry in there uh says that things are looking okay so far he plans to stay up for a lot of the night just to make sure everything's okay um and but things have really changed dramatically out here on these waters. You see the water moving here. It's a little choppy, lots of ripples out there. We were told normally 
this place looks like a pool. It looks like a mm. pond. The water looks like glass. So just imagine that difference. Yeah, and we can see the vessel drifting as you're speaking. Um, just explain for us, since you have been there all day, is the area under an evacuation order? And based on what you've seen, have most residents left? Errol, this entire county is under a mandatory evacuation order, but many of the houses along uh, this river, uh, I see lights on. I'm looking at a house that's off camera. Uh, they have the lights on right now. I've seen people's cars in their garages, their garage doors up. I've seen folks walking around, and I've talked to them about why they're not leaving. I think there's a sense of comfort because we are inland. We're about 20 miles inland. But this area is expected to get record storm surge, so mm -hmm. officials say it is not safe to be here. Still, people are thinking of their personal experiences, past storms they've ridden out. Uh, this hurricane was downgraded earlier, and so some people think that that might alleviate uh, some of the risks. But the wind field, the path where the wind will be strong, is still very wide and widening, and that really leads to more storm surge. So. Officials say you shouldn't be here, but a lot of folks are staying. Yeah, and we uh, know that you and the rest of our CBS teams will be hunkering down. We want you guys to, of course, stay safe. Adriana Diaz, thank you very much. Thanks, Earl. It's been nearly two years since Hurricane Matthew dumped more than 14 inches of rain on Fayetteville, North Carolina, and now residents are bracing for the wrath of Hurricane Florence. CBS News correspondent DeMarco Morgan reports on that. There you go. This is an alley. We got bars on the side. This morning was go time at this Fayetteville nursing home. Bus after bus pulled up to evacuate some of the most vulnerable. Mr. Thornhill, we're going on vacation. Yeah. 96-year-old World War II Army veteran Roger Thornhill was among several dozens being taken to higher ground. I've been to all of them. And our main concern here at Heritage Place is this creek bed here. Meridian Senior Living's Kevin Carlin says this creek that runs just a few yards behind the building is the big worry. During Matthew, the water, if you can believe it, actually almost rose to the bottom of this bridge. And so we're always uh, on the overly cautious side. Scenes like this one from Hurricane Harvey is the reason why. This facility wasn't evacuated. Residents were left partially submerged in the murky floodwaters. Many of the elderly are coming here to the Cumberland Village Assisted Living Center. Cherie Reedus is counting on this generator to keep the power going while the staff prepares for emotional needs, especially for patients with dementia or Alzheimer's. They start feeling insecure. They start wondering what's going on. So our job is to help them feel safe. Uh, we're so thankful for people taking uh, time to take care of others. DeMarco Morgan reporting there. Coming up in our next hour, Hurricane Florence is bearing down on the Carolina coastline. We'll bring you live coverage from our team on the ground. Stay with us as you stream CBSN.
Hello, everyone. I'm Errol Barnett at the CBS Broadcast Center in New York. Thanks for joining our special coverage of Hurricane Florence. This massive storm system is beginning to hit the East Coast as rain from the storm's outer bands is already impacting parts of North Carolina. Take a look at the radar as it exists right now. It is expected to make landfall early Friday morning. You've got tens of thousands of homes and businesses which have already lost power as those outer bands just blast the coastline. Florence is expected to dump anywhere between 15 to 30 inches of rain, and it's bringing a storm surge of up to 12 feet in some areas. That's a new number. The National Weather Service predicts the storm will hit with wind speeds of up to 100 miles per hour. Joining me now is CBS News weather producer uh, David Parkinson, who's been looking through some of the new adjustments and assessments. Just give us your headline as to the new information you're seeing. Uh, the headline is, is the storm continues to get closer, but um, the coastal storm surge, the storm surge right on those Wrightsville beaches, the Carolina beaches, right along those barrier islands, that looks to be decreasing. We still have a serious, a, a grave storm surge concern um, in your inland rivers, your Neuse River, your New River, uh, up to the Pamlico, Pamlico River. Um, those are places we got to watch out. But you can see we now have um, southeastern uh, North Carolina under just a complete band there. I mean, you, you look at that. It's That's just a pretty much constant rate of rain there, and yet still the center of the storm right here in the middle, which is just just shy of that, that elevated uh, tower of clouds there, uh, that is still uh, just about 100 miles offshore. Uh, so we are still looking at a landfall somewhere in the 5 to 8 a.m. range. Uh, the forward progress of the storm is about 5 miles an hour, uh, but it may slow even beyond that. And with a storm surge being estimated down from 15 to, what do you say, 12, 12 feet, yes. I mean, that's still destructive. Right. No, I, I mean, look, you know, as soon as you're at a storm surge of, of three feet, uh, you know, that's more than enough to float a car, more than enough to float you, right? That's when you start getting serious damage into homes. Once you're at, at six to nine feet, you're looking at, at destruction of the entire first floor of your property. And then once you're above that, you're already to the second floor. So 12 to 15, uh, it's a little bit of a difference, but not enough of a difference where someone can be like, huh. Oh, I shouldn't have evacuated because it's right. very wet. Right, right. right. No, now, much, much of these areas were already saturated by rain before the storm right. system hit. Uh, they're being pounded right now, hour by hour, and the eye wall still hasn't made landfall yet. It's about 100 miles out. As right. You're so the center of the storm is, is about 100 miles out. The, the strongest wind is about a 20-mile band, so that will probably happen in the three to four hours uh, before and after landfall, depending on where do we expect that to take place? Um, so that would be, is, this is basically, here's the center of the storm right here, yeah. and then as it makes its landfall, right, this is going to be your str your strongest wind. So Jacksonville, where Adriana is, yeah. uh, on close uh, to Atlantic Beach and Emerald Isle, uh, Topsail Beach, those places are going to probably be seeing some of the strongest winds. And even on the other side, here's the thing, the left side, right side of the storm, usually on the right side of the storm, the winds are much stronger because you add the forward progress of the storm and on the left side you subtract it. But if the forward progress of the storm is four miles an hour, right. that's almost no different. So you're still going to be seeing incredibly strong wind on the left side of the storm. Um, most of the rain, though, that's going to be on the right. And the unusual thing that we had discussed about this storm is its track. I mean, it is moving westerly. Is it, is it now moving, like, northwesterly? Or so, right. It is still moving nor northwesterly, but we are expecting it to make a turn and, and go southwesterly, uh, um, which is, you know, so at, at that point, usually the right side of the storm is, is on the ocean, and instead the right side of the storm is now.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.